Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. This week we are starting a brand new franchise and a short one too, as we are doing the Goofy movies, as this week we'll be discussing the first one, The Goofy Movie. I'm your host, Joseph Lussell, alongside alongside the man that picked this franchise, Ricky Marticelli. I'm disappointed that the second movie is actually called an extremely goofy movie instead of a goofier movie, as we were calling it, and now regret <laughs> my decisions in life. <laughs> and then, let's not forget the extremely uh, co-host here we have, Juan Keyswellen. Man, okay. I would have introduced me as the, the leaning tower of Chiza himself. No, that's too much. That's too much praise for you. That's yeah, high praise. That's true. Dude, he if anything, just... you're the principal, whatever his name was. <laughs> Is that the hot tub guy? He's like, he got, got in the water. He's like, these hot tubs are too full. Is that the, the like the asshole who like tells the no. goofy that is no, 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 no. Oh, oh, yeah. He he's talking legit about the principal. It's uh, Wallace Sean. He's you know been in a ton of stuff. <laughs> principal no, Mazer. Anyways, principal May. <laughs> he was just slamming that cheese for this movie. It was fucking it was, gross. Was so that's how they paid just, him. That's how they paid him, Keith. No. Oh my god! Just walking around, just eating like liquid fake cheese for like all the entire movie. <laughs> it's all that cheese was, man. Dude, like the first time he did it, and just exploded all over <laughs> Max <laughs> and PJ, and he loved it. So we're gonna be talking about a goofy movie. Uh, came out April seventh of nineteen ninety five. A runtime of one hour and eighteen minutes. Uh, director is Kevin Lima. He directed the Goofy movie, nineteen ninety nine's Tarzan, two thousands one hundred and two Dalmatians, and two thousand sevens Enchanted. Oh, they wow. just came out with the second one of that film franchise. Uh, starring uh, legendary voice Bill Farmer as Goofy, James Marsden as Max Goof. Um, he, what he did, uh, Jinx and, um, Hocus Pocus. He was in Boy Meets World. Um, he's not, he looks like the guy from Seinfeld who bought a van. Keith knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> that would be so weird if that was that guy. Like that, like you're old yet you voice very young characters, <laughs> but he, yeah, he's a big, um, voice actor. Um, also starring, um, as Keith keeps talking about Polly Shore, <laughs> as Polly Shore, as Polly Shore, uh, Wallace Shawn, um, uh, where is he for? Oh, uh, Princess, Princess Diaries, Princess Di- Princess Princess Bride, Princess Bride. There you go. I got Princess Prin- right. The at Princess least. Diaries is a very different film from. You don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> I mean, I do. I do know that. Lies it's- and slander. It's Catwoman being a, becoming a princess, About, and the classic. I'm with ugly the giant, until my hair gets straightened, and now I'm beautiful. With but she, but also with Andre the Giant in that movie. So, oh uh, well, yeah, for some reason he's in both. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Any, anybody want a peanut? <laughs> so, Rick, why did you uh, pick this franchise? Since uh, you're the one that picked it. I don't know. I felt we needed. I had a different franchise in mind, but it also was going to be like a lot of violence and I felt like we just done a lot of violence for a while. So I wanted to like switch it up a little bit. I'm like, we need to, we need something a little different. 
There's so a lot I less went... killing in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> except, there's that? Still, except there still was killing in this movie, <laughs> which I was not, I forgot about and was not prepared for. But yeah, so I just want something different. We hadn't done anything animated yet, but I didn't want to do anything that was like too serious with its animation. Like I didn't want to do like Toy Story and deal with like suicidal toys or something. Or dealing with just like deep depression and anxiety of just what you do with life as you get older, like Toy Story 4 is. So, you know, lighthearted, quick, hour and 20 minute film of a goofy movie. So, oh, yeah, it was, it, it was a tight 80. <laughs> yep. Uh, Keith, your thoughts on this movie? Well, it was there was a whole, whole lot less polysore than I remember. I told you. <laughs> I told you. I've, I've I've seen this movie a bunch when I was a kid. It was I think it was one of the ones I just like, kept on watching. My parents probably hated it, but um, no, I had a funny moment as I watched it this morning where I was like curled up on because I've got I got through half of it and got too tired, and I got finished it up this morning, and I was like wrapped up in a blanket on the couch drinking a cup of coffee, <laughs> just like watching cartoons like, early in the morning. It was a great. It was a really. Living it the dream. Eye, it was eye opening. <laughs> I'm a 35 year old adult person. <laughs> Living the dream. Watching this 20 something year old ass movie, and, and and I laughed a couple times. I was sitting there this morning and I laughed a couple times. It was fun, yeah. dude. It's almost 30 years old. That's how fucking old we are. <laughs> it's closer to 30 than it is to 20. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I watched it uh, yesterday morning, and it was enjoyable. I think, you know, remembering the first time, I think the first time I watched it, it was like the premiere on the Disney Channel, like Friday night at eight o'clock. It was the premiere <laughs> of it, of and I remember, movie. Mm-hmm. and I remember watching it that that time. I'm uh, pretty sure I saw this in theaters. This. Wow. Like, I'm pretty sure I had my mom take me to see this in theaters. <laughs> this, like, doesn't feel like a theater movie. It was. Well, it, <laughs> it, was, was a it is. It is a theater movie. <laughs> I believe it. Um, But, like, I remember watching. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it this time. But, like, when we discussed it, I think, like, watching it now, there, to me, the second half was a little slo- slow, a little sluggish, you know, just, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, some of the bits to get to the Powerline concert was just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. sure. We're kind of like stretching this out a little bit in an 80-minute movie, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's get into this movie. Rick, plot. <laughs> Boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to a goofy movie. We never really get his actual age, but Max seems to be in high school now at a very tentative age where girls are becoming a thing he's very interested in. And he's found his first love in one Maxine, right? Maxine? Yes. Yes, Maxine. And well, as an awkward, goofy kid who's terrified of becoming... Roxanne. Sorry, Roxanne. Roxanne. (laughs) That makes more sense. Roxanne. Who was drawn a little bit too provocatively, I feel, as an adult now. It was very odd. <laughs> but yes, he's trying to catch the eye of one Roxanne as he's terrified of growing up to become his goofy ass father and his yucking everywhere. And 
He needs to be cool, cool, sly, debonair. So he comes up with this whole plan of putting on a mini power line concert. The um, big pop star of the time, it seems, in the goofy world. And yeah, catches her eye, gets invited to see a pay-per-view of the Powerline concert that's coming up. And just remember that everything used to be on pay-per-view for insane prices, and we just paid it for things, which was crazy. So yeah, until his dad decides that his son's a delinquent and that they need to go on a family trip. And then Max turns that family trip and a trip to the Powerline concert, betraying his father. And they get over it before they almost die on a waterfall. And then they sing with Powerline. A goofy movie. <laughs> so Max, so this is so uh, this is based off Goof Troop, one of the Disney shows that they had it back in the day of Goofy when, and the Sun Max. And, Disney was like full on just putting out bangers. You had a Goof yeah. Troop. There was like bonkers. Like God, that was just that was when Disney was making banger after banger of animated shows. Yeah, but uh, go- uh so this this is just a spin off of that to end the Goof Troop show. This was like the end of it. Like here, we're gonna do this, but in Goof Troop, Max was like you know a a child to yeah, was being, he's he, like seven he's to four- nine in that he's range. Seven to nine now. Seven to nine now. He's fourteen in the movie. Oh, is that like that's actually canon? He was fourteen in this movie. Yeah, yes, that <laughs> canon, that vibes. <laughs> but this yeah. is like this. Th- this is like the beginning of like that for me. Like watching these movies and just like every any kids movie is the last day of school. You had the <laughs> um, heavyweights last day of school. Uh, this movie last day of school. Um, Good bur- uh, burger last day of school. Well, and like, then there's not much that, the whole summer. There's not much that beats that feeling. It was like it's a it's a it's a fun feeling to try to capture. Yeah, in a movie. So like, yeah, it made for a funny. And also, Jesus, that kid would have gotten bullied. He just goes up and like lip syncs and does a TikTok dance to the popular like pop star of the day. <laughs> but that was like the coolest shit ever in this world. I- I feel like like Napoleon Dynamite took that idea, like <laughs> saw that in the movie, like the beginnings. Like I gotta put a dance into this movie, but we won't. We're not going to lip sync. We're just gonna make a dance routine. Yeah, dude, I wish someone had been cool enough to do something like that when we were in high school. <laughs> that would be yeah, pretty. That, that takes. That would have been cool. Keith. Yeah, pretty rad. But doing a whatever was popular in two thousand two. <laughs> uh, they would have been terrified of the Polly Shore kid and behind the scenes using a blowtorch to put wires back together. <laughs> all, all the meanwhile, just slamming cheese hard and not stopping. <laughs> what what was Go ahead, Rick. Like, what? What do you think they were actually like, making the cheese a reference to? It's clearly like some sort of hard drug, but I don't, I don't... understand which drug they're trying to reference. I will. I'll look it up. Goofy movie. Were they trying to do? Reference. Were they trying to do? They were trying to do Spicoli a little bit. Right, kind of like the guy from fucking uh, Red, Fast, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, yeah. Sean Penn. Yeah, that was a little bit what they were going for. It was sort of the weird stoner. I think but, they yeah. were. Yeah, I think it was. I, I think it was supposed to be some type of like stoner, but it was just more of like a. <laughs> how can we make this guy a stoner but kid friendly? Ah, uh, 
He also Jeez. seemed like he might also be beyond stoner and coked out of his mind because he was wearing sunglasses the whole time. So he needed to cover his coked out eyes with sunglasses. And I think really what the most likely, I don't think it's drugs. I think that like Polly Shore was pretty big and like part of the world at that point. So I think this, he was his, bit... this was his prime. Like this yeah, was like, Polly Shore's wanted, prime. I think they just wanted to do Polly Shore. Like I don't think because <laughs> that was his bit was just like saying words weird. That was kind of Polly Shore. <laughs> I'm Polly Shore. Oh, I say things in a weird because, context. Because uh... in '94 he did, in '93 he did. No, sorry, in '92 he did Son Encino Man. '93 yeah. is Son in Law. '95 is Goofy Movie, Jury Duty. Wow, <laughs> Biodome. Okay, I was about to say, wasn't Polly Shore in Biodome? Yeah, remember that correctly. I watched Encino Man pretty recently. That movie is like incredibly cool. It is. It really yeah, is. Yeah. But uh, um, boy, which, by the way, Keith, you know they make. We could do Encino Man and In the Army now. There's another In the Army. Oh, are they related? No, in the, in a way, there is one okay. character in the movie that's in both movies. I mean, we could just and do it, like but they, but the they, but, trilogy. <laughs> yeah, right. But in in the Army now, the character is the same character from Encino Man, so they make oh, it makes funny. sense. So they're oh, technically great. still universally connected. They're universally connected. <laughs> Hell yeah. So we could do it. Uh, Pauly Shore uh, was uncredited for this movie. Nice. Uh, because he didn't want to be like, um, it's not like a shot, but it's, he didn't want to take the credit because like how Robin, Robin Williams requested to be unsimilar, uh, uncredited as well to Aladdin. Nice. Because they like didn't it. want it to be <laughs> Aladdin with Robin Williams or... yeah. Goofy movie with Polly Shore, like because mm-hmm. you know big name at the time, uh, so he was uncredited for this one. He did most; he improvised most of his dialogue. If you couldn't notice, <laughs> his, his like twenty four words that he said in this movie. <laughs> yeah, bro, don't bring me with that attitude. <laughs> one thing I don't get from this movie, and like it's just like the beginning, like scenes of. Um, Max waking up realizing like he's an hour late to school, but it was like seven o'clock. Well, I think he was an hour late to try and get everything set up for what he was going to do. So he wasn't late to school, but he was late to like setting everything up for his crazy antics. But everything went perfect, but then like all the errors happened. So even if he showed up (laughs) on time, the errors still would have happened in the seat, you know, I mean, like. It's just like, well, it doesn't make sense in that way. But um yeah, I don't know. It's just like that funny thing of like being watching the movie and just the beginning is just the standout, which I think standout is a little more superior than eye to eye. And that's I mean, technically my... we never see Powerline sing standout though. We only get the max rendition of it. So we don't know. <laughs> That's why standout is more of a banger. Boom, because you know, just like uh, in Ninja Turtle, to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, when Vanilla Ice freestyles ninja rap, yeah, he freestyles that. Just That's in what... general, like this movie had no business going as hard as it did with the Powerline songs. Like they <laughs> could have just easily mailed in some sort of bullshit, but like they came out with like some actual like pop star banger shit, and I'm like, god damn. <laughs> They went yeah. hard for two songs because the yeah. singer for uh, Powerline was Tevin Campbell, and originally w- they wanted Bobby Brown. 
but that, that'd be this a is, weird connection now. Well, in the in the time, so the character Powerline is a mixture of Bobby Brown, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yep. So that yeah, that's they, the they combo. That then. But yeah, they wanted exactly Bobby, <laughs> they wanted Bobby Brown to sing the songs as well. However, he um was too coked <laughs> out of his mind to do it. This is that time frame that you saw him in the news all the time. <laughs> and they went, you know, let's not uh let's not have a coked out wife beater as our pop star. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Man, that's funny. Boy, the it's this all the one of the things that stood out to me watching this movie was just how ridiculous. It's called Standout, that, Keith. By the way, one of the weird thing, all the things that standed out to this. Thank you. This there movie it is. Was man, I forgot how like silly the '90s were, and it sucks that they're, they're kind of popular again. It's Dude, like it's weird that the '90s is like back fashion wise and everything. Oh yeah, like, everything was so there was so much like cringy shit in this. movie movie as far as like stuff that was supposed to be just like quick little references for the young folks like the there was all there was all, all sorts of like extreme things extreme things oh. were popular in the 90s like first of all uh, you're gonna make joe sad because joe loved all the extreme things extreme. you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> fucking crush his dreams about 3d doritos and... <laughs> yeah, exactly. hey man hey this, man i this, love 3d doritos and I, this for was the longest time i fought for them to return and they finally did and i'll be for frank, like a day no, they're still out. Like three D oh, Doritos are, are legitimately still around. It's just it's not the same <laughs> ones because um it is three D Doritos. So it's like they used to have like the cool ranch, the nacho cheese and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's like cool ranch with a hint of something. And I'm like, no, I don't oh. want the hint. I just want give me what I want. No, that's give funny. me just, what I want. But yeah, but there's all that stuff. This is it's basically like Surge the movie. This yeah. movie, but like all all of that silliness is combined with the like the stunningly beautiful animation and artwork. And so it's, I, it's this... <laughs> I was disappointed that they haven't digitally re-rendered this though to clean it up a little bit because it had very much like re-recorded this off of Disney to now put on Disney Plus vibes oh, at yeah. times. I'm like, you can't mm. like digitally enhance <laughs> this and clean it up a little bit to really let it shine in the current age. There, there yeah, was the animation's fucking well, gorgeous well just like yeah the artwork and there's like it was clearly a lot of it was like hand-drawn and it just this movie which like i don't think this movie this movie is I'm, I'm excited to see how it was received from our lore master later yeah but like this movie it's clearly like i don't it didn't take itself too seriously it was like just clearly for kids like i felt sorry for the adults that had to watch this over and over and over again like they tried to make the miserable. they tried to it's like current day it's like wreck it ralph how Wreck-It Ralph is a kid's movie, but there are so many adult-themed jokes in the movie that it, you know, it hits on both ends. This one, yeah. like, they tried to. Was... <laughs> they tried, but I think they missed. Yeah. Do you uh, for... think, because obviously, as this is a continuation to a goof troop, did Pete get a divorce? Is he not with Peggy anymore? She wasn't um, in the movie. I thought she died. I... I've never, I, I didn't know, wait, Peggy? I, I, I've never, no, we're not talking about Goofy's wife. We're talking about Pete's wife. Oh. Because Pete had the wife with like a big ass and like big old titties <laughs> from a goof troop. And like she always kept Pete under her thumb, which was always funny because, you know, Pete's the bad guy who's kind of a douchebag. Um, but yeah, she's not in this movie. I, I, let me see if I can find it. I did see something. Um, but for the, uh, Rick, Rick, you bring it up about how they wanted to try to restore the quality of the movie. 
there was a 4K uh, restoration done, supervised by the director, a year before the movie was released on Disney Plus. But during them doing it, they discovered the file was only a 2K. So oh, like fuck. they they tried to fix it, but <laughs> just didn't. Uh... That's funny. Yeah. Uh, peg, 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 peg. Where is Peg? So this is the the friend's mom. Who's this yeah. character? I've, I've never. The... I, I don't even know what a goof troop is. I, I didn't know. You never watch Goof Troop? No. No. You non Disney having children. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> That's fine. That's a win for us. So. <laughs> now Goof Troop was a banger '90s cartoon that was like just basically goofy living his life as like this single dad with a depressing story about how his wife died that we don't talk oh, about, the wife is which dead. was probably cancer. Oh, um, cause yeah, I was trying to figure out what happened. I was like, what happened to mom? <laughs> uh, yeah. She this. died tragically. <laughs> of yeah, cancer. I got, this movie has big dead mom vibes in it. But uh, yeah, goof troop was a banger and you know, live next door to Pete. They'd get into hijinks for, uh, for unclear reasons. Pete's wife, Peg, and the daughter, Pistol, uh, were not mentioned um, in this movie or in the sequel. Clearly, clearly a divorce. <laughs> That's why Pete's like overcompensating with like his big ass RV that Joe wants because it has a bowling alley on top of it. Yeah, come on. Can we get that, please? And what the hell were those cords? <laughs> cords. The ones that they dragged into the motel room. Like... Oh, they were probably just stealing power. But they yeah. were like eight inches wide. Well, <laughs> that's like, but that was the trope back then of like, yeah, you if you want to steal, if you want a power cord to steal off from a building, it has to be like eight feet wide to make it well, look I guess it, important. It, it was like a Disney bit because that's not what cords look like. Well, it's we like know a that. 220 volt, Keith. A- Come actually, on. it's a it's actually. a big voltage. <laughs> You're judging actually. a cartoon in which like they fucking floated down a river on a car. By the way, Keith, did you see that? Keith, have you seen that trailer for White Noise yet? By the way, White Noise uh-uh. with our boy Adam Driver. Oh, sick! Rick just made a comment that it actually happens in that movie too. <laughs> they float down a river on a car. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, before uh, we go too far away from me talking about all the silly '90s shit in this movie. Yes. Another '90s thing that I discovered is that '90s, like in, in the '90s, it was hilarious to have someone listen to "Staying Alive," <laughs> like the Bee Gees. <laughs> you know what? I I would say this. This is a it, this is like a first time for the for us here. Any reference that you're making, I can find the lore for it almost. And like, oh, I found the funny. lore why "Staying Alive" was chosen is because <laughs> um, the Disney, a former Disney executive, that was his, that he loved that song. And they put it on because it'd be for uh, comedic purposes. Oh yeah, well it's the same thing with like Granny's rapping. That was funny in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> I did I have hit, one question though. Why were they being followed by nuns the whole movie? Um, I'm just gonna find that in because <laughs> that was weird. Like they'd get like to every spot and there'd be like group of four nuns following. And them. here it is: the nuns are frequently shown up, and because they're in, <laughs> it was inspired by the movie Sister Act. Uh... See, 90s. <laughs> 90s. Most things can be explained with like with the weird 90s humor. 90s well, even, even, even is that Sister Act's getting a new movie. Yikes. Even like even like this is the first time that Disney movie has ever referenced Star Trek. 
Yeah, because it's two nerds. <laughs> also, I liked how Disney apparently um predicted white incel nerd rage of <laughs> like just being super inappropriate to women, like cat calling the school president while she's making a speech. Hey, baby. <laughs> Like, oh, look, they got a uh, white incel nerd fucking douchebaggery <laughs> correct way beforehand. Uh, yeah, that's like one of those things. Um, but yeah, it's just like going back and seeing like all the references they make of, you know, the Mickey Mouse um, foam that uh, Max has by his bed. I guess you can see Mickey Mouse in the top left corner when the when Max is doing the power line performance. Oh really? Yeah, there's like a lot of those things that like you can see other the crocodile from Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Can, you can see backstage at the concert. I saw uh, like there's a little mermaid cutout when Max was doing his thing. Little backstage. mermaid cutout. Uh, the drafts from Dumbo can be spotted during the uh, on the open road performance when they're driving. So like there was again, a Bambi the... doll in Goofy's like picture stand. Yeah. So like this, this is like that time where Disney used to like put like a ton, like a ton of Easter eggs in these movies for you to spot. Not the first time, like, but like the fourth or fifth time. And it's it's that crazy thing. Like nowadays, goofy like Disney movies don't do that, you know. <laughs> like so, like way off Marvel. Marvel does it, but you have to have that keen eye to be like, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. You know, or you just go to someone on YouTube, like here's the Easter eggs to see what you missed on, you know, Wakanda forever. You just gotta watch them watching TV on the news and watch the news crawl. Exactly. (laughs) Anytime that happens, there's something on the on the crawl. Uh, But yeah, this is like funny thing. I'm just going back and I think do you think so, Disney was taking a shot at their own theme park shitty animatronics with the weird yes. possum place? Or were they taking a shot at like fucking the rat pizza place? Uh, Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. Um, no, they were. Shot themselves. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> the Lesser the Possum Pal show uh, drags who's a parody of his own Country Bear Jamboree attraction oh. at various Disney theme parks. Yeah. Look at Disney in the 90s being willing to take shots at themselves instead of, you know, just fire their entire staff because they were losing billions of dollars. <laughs> because in like in that scene in the early in the early draft that led up to that possum park scene, which I honestly did not like this felt like a snooze. Uh there was there were going to be signs saying Paco's water park posted every hundred miles. So when the last turn, it would say turn right, and you know, and Goofy looks to Max like you're gonna love this, implying that they're going to a water park, but then he turns left <laughs> to the park. I will say that whole scene is a terrifying idea. As a father, I hope I never get to the point where I'm so disconnected from my children, where I think I'm gonna take them somewhere awesome that's just super lame and they hate me for it. I'm like, oh god, I hope I never do that. And oh, it's. 14-year-olds suck so much. <laughs> Dude, but, like, you can't... Yeah. Like, why would you possibly think a 14-year-old would enjoy that? Yeah. Or or they, if they did want to enjoy that, you would know it. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> like, people like fishing. That's not a weird... Like, going on a fishing trip to, like, people any age, I think, is not a bad thing. Well, I think he would have <laughs> loved to go on a fishing if trip he was had asked. it not been in the middle of, you know, getting to go on a date for the first time. And then... 
Although this is, I I know it's a kid's movie and it's kind of the point that they're supposed to develop their relationship, but this is like three words would have stopped this entire movie from happening. <laughs> I yeah. mean, isn't that like any movie? Yeah, yeah, but it's extreme because they're that's the whole theme of this movie is like honesty and trust and like... Well, I mean, it's also a big part of just like failed, like they clearly don't, like I mean, and honestly it's... yeah. Remember us as teenagers and how poorly we would fucking communicate with our parents because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. wanted no part of communicating with our parents because, you know, we're cool teenagers. We don't like want to talk to our parents. Fourteen is so, a miserable time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're rate... full of fucking testosterone just yeah. wrecking your body. Yeah, yeah the, I, I, just have, <laughs> I just have a note that says Max is a shit. <laughs> yeah. So the, the inspiration for this film came from the for, the cha- chairman of Walt Disney Studios at the time where he was feeling distant from his daughter so he decided to go on a road trip to to bring them closer. So this is the inspiration from that for this movie is based off something real. Jesus, a millionaire psychopath can't connect with his daughter. So... <laughs> go on, Keith. No, I don't know. Keith, you've been real. Uh, fuck all the rich lately. <laughs> hey, well they're fucking us. Touche. Fair. <laughs> um. D- uh. Uh, where is it? Oh, where is it? I lost it right there. Oh, uh, by the way, along with the animation, before we get too far away from that, this the 90s cartoons did a good job of food, making food look delicious. Right. So, like, diner they go to, and when they eat those pancakes, they just like, that made my mouth water this morning. <laughs> that. Like, Dude, that fucking up. pizza scene when they're at that weird-ass hotel, it's just like oh. the cheese melting off the pizza. Yeah. How, I, how, I, how, I, the, how, how the how and why did the pizza get everywhere? Because teenagers, because they were like rambunctious kids. Yeah, <laughs> I just looked teenagers. it up. I looked because I, I was looking up the cheese reference to see if there was anything what we were, what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. and it looks like there is a video of a chef making the goofy movie pizza. Nice. I'm like that's tempting. Also, uh, that hotel was fucking bonkers. One, I would yeah. never be able to sleep in it because that hotel room. Even dark was bright as fuck. Waterbeds, another nineties joke. <laughs> yeah, I had a waterbed at my dad's house in Arizona. Really? <laughs> yeah, I slept on a waterbed whenever I'd go on vacation there for the summer. I like never thought they were real. <laughs> my oh, no, parents real. had one. My parents had one. Oh, that's right. Your parents did have one for like the longest time. Yeah, and then it, oh, that's funny. it got a leak. I remember yep. that. It yeah, got a leak. yeah. A, a uh, waterbed in a house with like dogs with sharp claws. <laughs> that's what I mean, happens. They're not like balloons, Sweatland. I don't think you know yeah. how waterbeds work. No, it's a balloon that you lay on. That's <laughs> <laughs> just full of water. Yeah, it's a bunch of buckets that you put a mattress on top of. <laughs> there it is. Uh, the the Pete, the neighbor PJ's the 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 dick dad. He was had a larger role in this movie that he was gonna be taunting Goofy the whole road trip, but they'd cut that down. That'd be a little over the top because, like, in the actual Goof Troop show, they're like actual just like friends. And while Pete's like yeah. a douchebag, he's not like a bad guy. That would have been yeah. weird if they went that route. That'd be like what evil I, Steamboat Mickey route. Would <laughs> would have been also weird is I guess uh in early production they wanted steve martin to be the voice of goofy instead of the guy that's been playing goofy for so many years prior to man it's terrible when film franchises make choices like that 
<laughs> it's a me, Chris Pratt. <laughs> I knew that would. I knew you would make that uh, <laughs> uh, comment there because that's why I brought it up. <laughs> that movie's gonna be fucking gorgeous and spectacular in every way, and then every time. Chris Pratt's shitty voice is gonna come out of Mario's mouth. I'm gonna hate well, it. Those th- those Illumination folks tend to make like slightly above average animated movies. I think that's. The I mean, the trailer looks have... fucking gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, Chris Pratt's shitty. It's a me. Chris Pratt comes out of Mario's mouth, and I hate my life. What does he say? Like Bowser Kingdom. Here we go. He goes Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Here we go. Instead of like in the Mario voice. Of, <laughs> Hell yeah. Here we go. <laughs> well, like, also where's that, that here Mario we go voice? voice? He might be in it. I got to look. At, I, ne- I haven't watched the show, but um, Atlanta. Anybody? Yeah, it's the uh, Childish Gambino show. Yeah. They made a, and their season four episode, there was a mockumentary about this, about them making the Goofy movie. Oh really? Yeah. So like it like the show takes place in 1992 and all that stuff of like them trying to create the Goofy movie. That's funny. I bet that's. I mean, it's childish Gambino, so I'm sure it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I hear the the I hear the, you know the show is really uh yes, really good, it's, but it, but it's I, well I but, but it's going on it's but it's going go down on its own thing. So I think like this was their last season because you know they don't want to get. They don't want to be those type of shows that go too long that they should have. Uh, Which is funny because it's on FX, and yet what season is? Um, it's always sunny. Yeah, it's like season fifteen, but it's actually still fucking funny. So, uh, were they I'll, planning I'll... to call that after like season seven? No, <laughs> that that was South Park. South Park's the one that was like, we're gonna k- kill it every year, and then the, until uh, Comedy Central was like. We'll give you a billion dollars for you to yeah. make like eight episodes a, a year and we'll call it a full season. And you do what? Eight episodes, a special and something else. And like, we'll call it good. Man, the, I'm I'm a crazy person and I still I still I'm like all the way caught up with South Park. <laughs> you are crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's less insane than anyone who'd like be caught up on current days like it's a bonkers to me that the simpsons is still putting out brand new episodes yearly you know i watched the the it for the most part it's pretty bad now but i watched the treehouse of horror episode this year and it was it was pretty rocking it was good <laughs> oh yeah they had a death note as one of the yeah minis. oh that part was beautiful they nailed it with the animation it looked awesome <laughs> and then like even though Seth MacFarlane doesn't want to, like Fox just keeps like shoving money up his asshole to keep making Family Guy, even though he's like begging them to let him stop. Well, his other show, like, no his more. other show, I don't want to do it anymore. Well, his other show, the Star their, Trek like, show, okay. is on. <laughs> the other show on, uh, that he does is on Hulu now. Yeah, the Orville. Yeah, over, yeah. He's like, I, I, he's, but yeah, he's just like, I want out because I want to make fun of you, bastards so much but you won't let me he's like you just keep shoving piles and piles of money into my face and i'm like no more i'm a psychopath and that i'm caught up with family guy too <laughs> well that's fine You're caught up with family i try i tried yeah. to rewatch family guy like in the last year or so 
I'm like, oh man, this show with its fucking cringe edgelord humor did not age well. It it when it hits, it hits, and but boy, when it misses, <laughs> oh, it misses. Oh, I I I I'll watch Family Guy here and there, like yeah. you know, it's like Freeform has it on and FXX has it on. I'll put it on. But well, like, there's I'll, that like I, the like mid range between like oh five and oh nine or something was yeah. pretty darn good. <laughs> But oh, like, like when it first it. came back, yeah. yeah. But like, I'll watch it in, I'll watch it in spaces. Not like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna binge watch if like, so like I'll I'll binge watch. It's always sunny, and like I'll watch the whole show from beginning to end again, and nice. you know, multiple hours. But Family Guy, like I'll watch maybe two to three episodes, and I'll call it good mm-hmm. for that like that it's day. Fun. I think like it's funny. Mila Kunis like never comes on anymore. <laughs> oh, like Meg's Shut barely up. on it. Yeah. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> Um, this movie, as I said, was an hour 18, but if you take out all the musical songs, it would only be 62 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, why would you do that, though? There would be trash without all the music. The music is amazing. It might make the movie better. I don't know. I kid. It's some musical-ass songs. <laughs> Lots of, like, hands hands out wide and looking up in the air and spinning in a circle and singing. <laughs> yeah. So, I did have... So, like... They just always wear the gloves or like, are they terrible freak things that just like were born with germaphobes? Just germaphobes. Yeah, it's like we were on that. It's, it's like, is, is the mushroom thing the hat in Mario or is it its skin? Oh, for Toad. <laughs> yeah. It's it's his head. It's not yeah. a hat. And then it, and bo- it's funny when you have to, because ex- I, I was never like, I never cared about Goofy as a kid. So it's funny when you have to extend his bit to like more than an hour because he is like, I think that was my biggest complaint is dealing with Goofy for over an hour because he is just deeply stupid. And that's like his, that's his bit. Then that bit like works in like shorts. I mean, I feel like we could probably all agree that Goofy just has undiagnosed like autism in some way, like he's on the spectrum somewhere. Yeah, but, but. But boy, some of like the just bonehead decisions they're making, <laughs> like making your like hormonal teenager lie to your face <laughs> to like choose left or right to prove a point. <laughs> well, to be fair though, like there's parents like that. Yeah, like there's <laughs> terrible parents. Yeah, he could have like. Well, and also he is the parent. He could have been like, "You little shit! I saw the map. Are you kidding me? I gave you that." <laughs> like, yeah, he like he gave him the map, and then. He's like, hey, you make the direction. Like after he redrew the location from them going to Idaho to LA, <laughs> and then he never comes across it until the Pete listens in on Max and PJ talking about like, so you messed up the map, huh? And they're like, Yeah, I did. And then check the map, goof. You know, the, you're gonna find and like the sign literally said California. It could, he could have been like, "Hey, I know we're not going to California." Like, right? Like, <laughs> there's just no signs on the freeway. Yeah. Like, but yeah, be machine. like, "Hey, yeah." It's like, how, how, Keith? I'm gonna take you on a road trip, but just do me one big favor. <laughs> Don't look up. Just yeah. you know, keep your head down on your phone or. A, yeah tablet or a switch and just don't yeah. pay attention when i'm driving you because we're totally not going auto <laughs> i mean another terrible decision why would you ever choose to go to fucking idaho beautiful fishing 
and Says tons who? of KKK members. Says who <laughs> about the about the fishing? Not the not the second I've thing. Seen, I've driven around there and seen the pretty rivers. <laughs> Have you fished in it? No, there, no, there's fish. Then uh, boom, point exact. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Keith, Eastern Oregon is beautiful country to drive through. I never want to stop in any of those towns ever again. <laughs> but no, the reason why this is a, lo- a movie is because they wanted to show Goofy's emotion and character development <laughs> outside of traditional humorous storylines. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like there, there were points like so like we were joking about and, you know, how we talk about how Max in the movie is like watching it this time is like is a dick and but like this time it's also like watching you're like goofy you're just annoying as as well like yeah <laughs> goofy, you're, like understandably max is making like some pretty douchebag decisions but like he kind of goofy's kind of bringing it on himself by trying to like force <laughs> this trip on his fucking 14 year old son well yeah and if they had an, an, an ounce of communication skills they could have solved that well, as but, I mean, Keith it's also said like, earlier. If you want to really get in depth about that, make sense for a like a single dad who clearly was not like the number one parent before mom died, and like is trying to figure out how to navigate like dealing with a hormonal teenage son who doesn't <laughs> want to talk to him anymore. Well, well, Keith, Keith talked about it earlier, Harold. This whole movie could have stopped like with three words because of the fact like Max is having the day of his life. He got the date to go to the pay-per-view in like a week or two. Um, you know, he got popular in a minute with all the high schoolers in <laughs> the power line. Comes home, dad's like, Hey, we're going on a trip. And instead of just being like, Hey, I have an idea. What do you think? <laughs> Can we do this one weekend later? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, no, I'm forcing you to go this weekend right now. Yeah, but I mean, that's the other otherwise, then the movie doesn't happen. So it, it, it needed to yeah. be that way. <laughs> I mean, it's Dom- clearly just like a classic Flashback. miscommunication. Mm-hmm. It's like how all rom-coms wouldn't ever yeah. happen if someone just like actually voiced an opinion on something yeah mm-hmm. uh like, i Dur- saw you fucking that girl blah blah blah. it's like no but you didn't yeah, oh okay uh, and finn uh donald donald drunk uh donald donald duck had a a larger role a re- and and was going to be in this movie but uh they uh edited him out he was gonna be the like travel like, agent who are you going on that vacation with donald duck i'm like hey no, he was going to be the travel agent for uh, Goof. It'd be cool if he like didn't talk. He just did that like weird duck noise that he makes. <laughs> have you seen where he's trying to arrange travel, but he's just doing like the quacking? Because <laughs> uh, he was going to have a line of Goofy asks, "What do you think I should do?" Donald responds incoherently, and golf. Goofy yeah, yeah, respond- yeah, yeah, yeah. Goofy responds like, "What did you say?" Or is there and is there someone else I can talk to? Ah, oh, they should have totally had that in the movie. That, that would have been, been a hilarious, hilarious bit. Uh, but but how how awesome was the power line uh performances we can talk about both since they're both pretty awesome like which one did you like a little more the first one with max portraying him or the concert i mean i like the actual stage appeal of the actual show like it probably would have been awesome to see power line actually perform the standout one but like the actual like full-on stage performance i'm like god 
I want to go to like an actual like pop show that's like like that because that looks dope. It's it'd be like they should make a like a modern update of it with a like a cartoon kid trying to go see the Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Ew. That, I honestly no, feel like I that said is good, something that's Keith. Been, I said I, good. I, I feel like that is actually something in real life, and it might involve Imagine Dragons as well. <laughs> well, they, they they just seem like a Disney ass band. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that like, be like wait, any well, of the multiple like people that have been like weren't the Jonas Brothers Disney yes. people? Jonas, yeah. Miley, Selena. That's too that's easy. All those. Yeah. <laughs> It is too easy, but so what it actually is, it's a video of Keith trying to get backstage at a Miley Cyrus concert so he can just like, come on, come on, let me in, let me in. <laughs> so oh, Keith, wait, can come what, in like what are you doing? You're, you're forcing yourself in on the okay, the buddy. Miley, he's just front row. Like, play, play Jolene again. I like your acoustic YouTube covers. <laughs> I think sick, you're whole, dude. I think you're wholly misunderstood, and I can give you a better life, Miley. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a Hemsworth when you can have a Sweatland? Yeah. But I want all your money. <laughs> I'm dead. Why is your dad so weird, though? <laughs> hey, you bring it hard. <laughs> don't, hey, don't stop my heart. Hey, you yeah. bring it hot. Just don't stop to get enough. Do you have that Black Cowboys number? <laughs> I'd love to hang out with him. Keith, what did you like? Stand out or uh, eye to eye there, buddy? Oh, God. It was... I didn't care much for the Powerline songs, honestly. Like, like it was gasp. crazy, man. It was... It, fit, they felt, it felt like a musical... Cause I don't like musicals all that much. And so it felt like a musical doing an impression of a real song. And, so, and that with, like, the... Like the nineties sprinkled on top of it, it was just sort of it just like passed through me. Like I don't, I don't, I don't remember which one I like more. So Keith hates everything nineties. He hates everything post nine eleven. I I just don't think Keith likes anything. Well, Keith, I'll say this: I'm not a big except fan for the, of music- except for the pancakes. I like the pancakes. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the musicals, but I just think that, um, you know, these two songs slap. <laughs> Keith just clearly the, doesn't like pop music. I, I, I won't lie; pop. they're in my. They are in my on my uh, phone. Although they I do, playlists. I did, I did appreciate the the solution to the doing the dance. The dance number pretty ruled. Do the perfect cast like that scene rocked at that concert. I was impressed with how quickly um, Powerline and his yeah. uh, professional dancers could pick up the choreography. They were just that's like on an, top of that shit. That that's in any movie, any Disney movie. It's just like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna do this wacky, incredible dance, and then you're going to pick it up with it on my third try. Do or like at least second try. I'm going to show you how to do it, and then the whole crowd knows how to do it. Maybe it's like I said that to my wife too. though, and she's like, "Yeah, they're professional dancers. It's not that hard of choreography. Of course, they could pick it up." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, I, I've seen I've seen a lot of Disney movies of like people doing it like in a cafeteria, and then like the entire cafeteria picks it up. I'm like, you're just you're, you're eating your lunch over there. Now you're dancing like, oh, get get out of here. Uh, I mean, it's a performing at, arts school, Joe. Of course they can do it. Or at least you're gonna finish that food you're gonna eat. Because if not, I'll eat on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> but no, uh, nah, Keith, you're, you're these two. At least eye to eye and uh. 
standout slap. The other couple of songs in the movie I can like kind of care less for for. Well, because yeah, I just, I'm the the one at the end is like I think it was like it's more triumphant, as so though it was like the that one was more fun. So yeah, that one. It's the first time. It's the like first I. Time. I've always liked uh, like for me why I say standout is better is because like that's the only like that really was the song that stood out to make stand out. You can see what it is there. Uh, stand it out. Like from day from the first time I watched it to like until I found a way I found to download it like four years ago. That's funny. And then eye to eye, it was like those two songs are pretty hard to find. Like. Like if you have Apple Music and stuff, like you couldn't you couldn't download them for a while. You probably would have had to do that like uh YouTube to MP3 rip thing that I'm not sure yep. if exists anymore. It does. I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I can the songs are on at the very least they're on YouTube music to listen yeah, they, to. No, no, like they are now, but like oh, five yeah, back years ago, day. like five years ago, it was really hard to find the songs. Which again just brings me back to one of my complaints from when we were doing the Purge franchise, where nothing advanced in fifty no, fucking yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, but like it was a silly number of years. It, it's like that thing of you can download the song the way we taught with YouTube, but it'd be like you get like it'd be like when we're in high school, and like the DJ would come on, it's like stand out, you know, like what's happening? Who was the? It was like God. There was someone like every song you download, it would be one dj's can, name before everything i'll ask the producer because we was uh it, was it Funkmaster flex no <laughs> uh we just had this conversation not too long ago and like we like you know go from different towns and shit be like i heard this song but then <laughs> dj you know i'm like what is going on dj excess something like that <laughs> Uh, let me ask the producer and let's see if she might remember. <laughs> but as that goes on, we carry on with the show here. Um, oh, I had something. Where did you go? So I'll just tell you guys this about the movie. Um, it, I, this is a, you know, a teaser for the box office, but I'll tell you this. So you guys can think about it now. This movie is actually did really underwhelming a box office performance <laughs> um, during its theatrical run. Uh, but after this movie basically got a cult following. Uh, oh. uh, but so now nowadays, these the this movie, the music, the, the two songs are basically a cult following now. Uh where is he? Uh, Keith's boy, Paul Thomas Anderson, <laughs> it says that that um, this is his. Oh, said that well, an actress from his movie Licorice Pizza that this was her favorite movie of all time. That that's a bit much. That sounds like that sounds like a, a millennial uh, hipster exaggeration. Maybe, but yeah, like this movie didn't do well in the theater, but like. It's again got that cult following. Like Powerline is, um, I saw the you've seen the movie Holes, the actor that played Zero dressed up like him like two years ago for it. Um, I there was so much Powerline merchandise like at like Hot Topics and online and stuff now. <laughs> and it's not it's not goofy movie. It's just Powerline. 
There's a slight crazy thing. Um, Someone on TikTok or Reels that does a bunch of the power line dance to a bunch of different things, which is pretty funny. I think, Rick, (laughs) I think uh, Xavier Woods went as power line like at a con like five years ago as well. I think he did it like pretty like we did it pretty recently. Yeah, I'm sure it would be pretty dope. Like that'd be a good look. Uh, in 2015, they did the 20-year anniversary at D23 um, with a lot of the cast there. And, like, Pauly Shore did a video message, um, <laughs> including – they also did include uh, – basically, uh, Tevin Campbell came out of – did a, his Powerline songs. Oh, that's funny. Um, the panel I was mean... not expected to be one of the largest panels, but it ended up being the largest – with over around a thousand fans attending and forcing the expo to turn away, some due to lack of seating. I get it. It's like this bopped for a lot of people in like formative years. I mean, this is a millennial bop, and nostalgia is a powerful fucking thing. Yeah. But yeah, like is Except that for thing the black of... heart that is Keith Sweatland, who <laughs> apparently doesn't like anything or women. Hey, hey, come on now. I'm, I'm I'm working on that. <laughs> um, uh, Ron, a reviewer, you know, uh, said featuring a small scale story that kids can see themselves in an exit portrayal of a teenage life and father son relationships, and a crucially a soundtrack filled with uh, earworms to rival the work of Rice and Me- Meckin. The movie's for everyone. Something for everyone. So it's that thing of old is new, all that good jazz stuff. So uh, stuff you didn't like about this movie. Like like I said, for me, it was basically once we hit the Possum Kingdom and then on until we hit the concert was kind of a, for me, a void. <laughs> eh, I mean, it was kind of just like classic father-son, like reconnecting bonding moments. I didn't mind it. The the back half didn't bug me much. I liked like the stuff with the motel room was funny. I like that that obnoxious character with the RV. He was he was pretty good. No, Pete? The, yeah, that, that guy. a mainstay character of Disney in general. <laughs> but uh, I the one I already kind of talked about my one, one gripe is dealing with the goofy bit for ninety minutes or eighty minutes. Yeah. Uh, the producer sent me. No. <laughs> None of these names look uh, like the one I would know. DJ Webstar? No. No, I don't know any of that. Was... No. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I mean, it's an. Nost- I mean, is it like a perfect film? No, but I mean, it was nostalgia, and I I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I also have a different connection to the film now with being a father, to where like I get some of the stuff where it's coming from, and like it just I don't know. It was wholesome, and I love wholesome family stuff. I don't need Um, everything to be murder all the time. (laughs) Yeah, Keith. (laughs) Hey, I've I've never once said I didn't like this movie. No, no, no. I'm just saying every movie you've picked involves murder. It's been pretty violent, my movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of violence, Keith. That's true. Well, but yeah, just large, large men with with guns. Because Keith, (laughs) you, you picked Predator. Yeah. You picked The Purge. Yep. You picked The Thing. Uh huh. What is Don't all forget that? about uh, the witch. Oh, uh, Blair Witch. 
Scarlet Witch. Murder. Just, just, just a few deaths. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like Mr. Uh Mr. Uh, I want to kill my uh, protagonist and stuff. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, do you guys want to take a guess what the budget was for this movie? Ooh. Animation's expensive, so it's gonna be something stupid, but it's still the 90s. 28 million. Yeah, I'm gonna go 20. Both went over, but Keith was closer because it was 18 million, but he still went over. Hmm. That's still crazy to think it cost more to make this movie than any of the purges. <laughs> right. And this uh this movie voice recording for this movie began in 1992 and wrapped in early of 95. So it took 3 years to make this movie basically. Mm-hmm. And it was and, and then in the notes says this was a very limited budget, that's why it took so long to produce. I mean, animation costs like insane. Like live action stuff actually is way cheaper than animation stuff mm-hmm. is. Yeah, especially for like a featured film, animation stuff costs insane amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gross for this movie uh, domestically got thirty-five million, internationally two point three million. So worldwide, about thirty-seven point six million dollars for this movie. So, let's go to the box office here uh, for April 7th through the 9th of 1995. I'm kind of interested to see what came out. Pop quiz hotshot. What do you do? (laughs) Not on the list. Wrong time of year, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Coming at number 10 in its fifth week with 1.7 million Muriel's Wedding. Um, the fuck is that? It's a. Uh, I've seen the cover. I'm looking at it right now. It's a Tony Collette movie. Okay. Uh, a young social outcast in Australia steals money from her parents to finance a vacation, where she find tries to find happiness and love. It's well rated. I'll give it that. Uh, coming in at number nine in its first week with two million. Rob Roy, it's a Liam Neeson movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, nineteen, a uh, seventeen thirteen, uh, Scotland type movie. Nobleman, uh, number eight in its third week with two point eight million. Major pain. Oh, nice. So we got one on the board. Were there two major pains? Did they make a major pain too? No, I think I've seen Rob Roy. That movie's pretty well regarded. It's like a, it's cool. It's like a Bravehearty kind of vibe. Uh, coming in at number seven in its third week with three million is Dolores Claiborne. It's a Kathy Bates, uh, movie. And Kate, I don't think we've seen it, but I can guarantee <laughs> you we've seen the. I've seen the cover, and I guarantee <laughs> you've seen the cover. Nice. And it's like one of those like I've. It, it looks like it's supposed to be the. Uh, the horror movie that she's in that she breaks the, the um, not deliverance, Delir- delirious. That's the one. Show me potato salad. It, it, I think it's delirious, misery, misery. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, number six in its fourth week with 3.7 is Circle of Friends. 
Dude, I don't know any of these fucking movies. <laughs> Holy shit. It's, that is a Chris O'Donnell mini driver movie. So uh coming in number five in its fifth week with four million outbreak. Hey, I know that one. Uh coming right. in at number four in its first week That's with the four... monkey one, right? Oh yeah, yes. it's very good. Basically what we like dealt the... with like two years ago, I... three years ago. I watched that like right in March 2020 because it just felt right. <laughs> a lot of people did. Yeah. What's that was the a one top... with um with Matt Damon that's about Con- disease? Oh, Contagion. That one's also good, dude. That one fucked me up for a while. Yeah. Um, number four in its first week with 4.5 million. Don Juan DeMarco is a giant debt movie, and yeah. again, Keith, you have seen the cover. <laughs> Uh, number three in its second week with 6.1 million, Tommy Boy. Okay. Number two in its uh, first week with 6.1 million, a goofy movie. Damn, it wasn't number one. That's crazy. Nope. Kids' movies always kill it. Uh, coming in at number one in its second week with 15.5 million, Bad Boys. Oh, well, yeah. It's not beating Bad Boys. Wait. We're not allowed to talk about that movie. No, we're not, we're not allowed about to talk two. about Bad Boys 2. That's true. So yeah, when that, we do the franchise, it'll just be one and three. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'd be good. <laughs> I feel like we're just punishing ourselves then, because then we're not watching like the great one. Yeah. We're watching the okay one, and then the one you I guys, still You guys been did this to so yourselves. You guys <laughs> did this to yourself. Oh, three is, uh, three is something else. <laughs> haven't watched it yet. <laughs> But you you did that yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, raking uh, the ratings. Uh, IMDb gave this a six point nine. There's not, there's nothing funny about that score. God damn you, Keith. Uh, coming <laughs> and then Rotten Tomato. All critics gave this a sixty one percent. So that's fresh. Top critics forty five, and audience a seventy. So there's a funny Roger Ebert story with this one because he was well alive and it was nice to it was nice to read some Roger Ebert. Okay. So he at, at his showing he went to in the first paragraph he talks about it on this review but the movie failed like halfway through it like the like the, the reel stopped working or something so he never finished it. <laughs> well, you got to so review he, half a movie. Yeah, he got so he got his review and the whole movie is about just like well it seemed like it was pretty good so three out of four stars. <laughs> But, you didn't uh, get to see the climactic powerline concert finale. Yeah. That's terrible. How many stars would I give a goofy movie? Well, at the time they stopped the show, the star meter was clicking at just a, a just a shade under three stars. But let's round it off to three and call it a day. <laughs> that may be that may be a good way to rate rate a movie. But goofy movie is as goofy movie does. But goofy is as goofy does. Sorry. Well, I, I found I found Ebert. I found your that Roger Ebert review, and it's because he thought he saw about an hour's worth of the movie, but he only saw a half an hour or 40 minutes of it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, based off the information he gave out, he only saw about 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then he's like, fan fucking tacit movie, guys. Yeah, he has a little like note at the end where he, he finally saw it, and he commented on how uh, Bigfoot dancing to staying alive was kind of funny. Because it was the '90s. <laughs> that whole Bigfoot like scene was so bizarre. Such it came out of nowhere to the movie. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it's this world where dogs are 
like sentient and speak. And there's also Bigfoot. <laughs> Pete is actually and... a cat. Just so you know. Oh, okay. Goofy, an anthropomorphic dog. Pete, an anthropomorphic cat. Gotcha. Before we glaze them, uh, we get to we're gonna do some rankings here. Uh, as we're gonna be ranking father son moment, best goof. So that's basically best mess up that he did. Uh, best music because we assume there's music in the sequel, and uh, the movie. So best father son moment. To me, it's floating down the river where they finally come to terms yeah. and like start. Yeah. And then the perfect cast while he's falling down the waterfall. Like, come and on. It was, it's all the, wholesome. Yeah, I appreciated the river float moment because it was really prettily drawn. It was like, like the art the art was shining through. And when we get to our pre-glaze, that's something I'm worried about is that the art's going to suffer for the next one. Oh, yeah, because the next one's this... not like a fully feature film. So it's going to take a big tip. But I think it's going to look bad. <laughs> yep. Uh, best goof. So what mess up did he do to... Uh... Uh, it wasn't so much his mess up though, but when they got back to like Max, like telling Roxanne, like, yeah, I started a whole relationship on a lie, but then the car fucking explodes and he goes flying through the air and then comes through their, like their roof <laughs> on their gazebo. I was like, that one had me laughing. That one made me I, giggle. Cause I, I didn't thought the see dad was going to come out. I thought the dad was going to come out and like, you know, get that, that old cartoon standoff, like, hello there, you know, <laughs> but he never did. Um, Keith, goof. That's goof. Maybe leaving the not putting the parking brake on the car. Um, they created the whole car thing. Letting I'm trying to remember. He has a bunch of well, he's goofy, so he has all these little tiny micro goofs. Just because he's, he's, he's... Goofs. <laughs> so he's always like walking around slipping on banana peels and shit, which is it's good. Him driving a car yeah, was... while looking at a map the whole time. Yeah, that was funny. You know, this th- this question's harder now that I'm actually trying to like have the rubber meet the road. So I'm just gonna agree with you, Rick. That was the, that was a good part. <laughs> it just it came so out of nowhere. It made me giggle. <laughs> like that car had been through everything and then it just fucking exploded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like they do this, like they uh, you know, they have the uh yeah um i'll just go with that because <laughs> i'm already outranked goof. i'm already ranked thought, outright you know yeah. best goof uh falling what through. if we rank just a series of micro goofs <laughs> bobby for maybe keep more details from that next one keith yeah. let me know uh best music so that'll be one and then i'm i'm, I'm hoping power line comes back I don't. I'm think I'm gonna go no. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go and for movie it'll be this one. So um, we will gonna glaze them, but we forgot to pre glaze a lot for last movie. So uh, sick. It just I felt can, weird to pre glaze a goofy movie. I can tell you that if I pre glazed it real hard, um, I can <laughs> say I, mine would have been a two and a half. Just saying that, like. Even before, even I know it's like we just talked about it. We, you know, I think my pre glaze would have been two and a half because of how old the movie is and how like 
you know, you watch a movie 20 years later or so, and like that didn't hit this time. I knew that would be my pre-glaze for show. Yeah. Yeah. The question in my head would have been like, where does nostalgia and quality meet? And does it matter with a movie like this? Yeah. So Rick, give us a, uh, a glaze song. Well, you gotta stand out above the glaze. Come on, baby. Let's glaze it out. <laughs> You're gonna get it all over you. So glaze out. When you notice me, let's glaze it out. Uh, Rick, you picked it. What you, what you, uh, what you given? It's a solid two and a half. I mean, it's not like it's going to blow you away in any way, shape, or form, but it's not going to upset you too much with its nice shortness and solid moments of humor and wholesomeness. Keith, I'm going to do. Three. Oh the wow! Gasp. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's like uh, there's nothing wrong with it. There was like the only if, if my only complaint is like some of the musically songs got kind of old and the goofy like dealing with goofy being goofy for eighty minutes got kind of old. Other than that, if you go in expecting that, then it's fine. I mean, yeah, this movie doesn't give you anything you shouldn't be expecting from a goofy. Movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for myself, I'll give it two and a three quarters. Cause I think, mm-hmm. again, I think it's just because of the, for me, the script leading up to the concert was just kind of like a, all right, let's get to it, shall we? That yeah, brings that... a goofy movie in at 2.8, making it morally, it equates to Beverly Hills Cop 2. Makes it better <laughs> yeah. rated than Batman Returns and Batman and Robin. I don't know about I mean, that. Yeah, <laughs> it outranks Ocean's Thirteen and Ocean's Eight. That's fair enough. It ties American Pie. Yeah, I can see American Pie in the Goofy World. Let's go. You know uh, what's his name in American Pie is a lot like Goofy. Jason Biggs. Yeah, yeah Jason Biggs' character. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> Except I would still say Jason Biggs is more of a psycho. That's true. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I forgot about our, our Stifler. That Jason Biggs the was guy. the evil person through the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that Stifler yeah. was an upstanding citizen. That's like the shining take we've had. On what a what a plot twist in the in our in the in the American Pie franchise. That yeah, <laughs> we come that you've come to the conclusion that Stifler is actually <laughs> the uh, standout. Uh, He's the hero yeah. of the film. He, yeah, he's everything he does is consensual and he shits in a cooler. <laughs> so, but no, I, yeah. We're going to so 2.8, pre- that feels pretty in line for a goofy movie. We're going to pre glaze this extremely mo- movie. Uh, it's going to be bad, I'm guessing. I'm going to guess a one for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going in real, going in real negative on it. Just the, the title of it, it fits into the 90s thing I was making fun of earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so one? Yeah, I'm going to go one. This might be... I'm going to go one, too, because I will just let you know now, uh, no box office. So straight <laughs> to DVD or straight to TV. We'll, we could see have a, a... we'll see. We could end up with a competitor for Beverly Hills Cop 3 for worst film of the year. Or Legal I don't Blonde know. 2 was also one of those. 
I I think I think this might not be as low as um Beverly Hills Cop Three because it is only an hour twenty as well. Is, wow. is this movie is this this movie's gonna have that weird thing where it's got commercial breaks built into it a bit? Oh I yeah, probably know. will. We'll get Maybe. like weird fade to <laughs> fade black to blacks. Moments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every, we'll find like, out every, every nineteen minutes. <laughs> So we'll find out that about all that next week here on Fake Movie Experts. As next week, we will be watching and discussing an extremely goofy movie. If you want to follow along, this movie will be streaming on the Disney+. Plus. You can go to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com, where you can find all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find us find us on the social media. It's at nosoentertainment at Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcasts. So can we start calling this an extremely um, podcast or something? An extremely fake movie experts? Is that we're extremely fake movie experts? Yeah? Keith, you in on this? Keith, Hello? 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 I thought you were doing the bit where you say nothing and then the show ends. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, no, my, my joke was going to be that we got to do the, it's a goofy movie, an extremely goofy movie. 